Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, we are counting down the days until real, actual, meaningful Rockets basketball takes place. It's season opener week here in the NBA and season opener week here at Harden. My take, the number one podcast on the dreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. We spoiled y'all over the weekend with Adam Clanton from Sports Talk 790. Go check that out. But we are, you know, it's the Christmas season, so we feel that it's best to give our devoted listeners uh, a gift. Uh, And this is one that you will definitely appreciate. We have another star-studded guest on the podcast today, Miss Kaylee Griffin. Well, I've been waiting for this one for a while, but welcome to the show. How are you today? Oh my God, what an introduction. I am blushing over here, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on. I'm excited for the NBA season to start. Um, I think we're we're all anxious to see what happens when the Rockets take the court for the first time uh, in the regular season. So many changes this offseason, a lot of questions, but um, I think we're all just anxious to have real NBA basketball back in action again. 
And of course, I'm also joined always by the uh, the amazing, the incredible, the fantastic, the unstoppable force of Red Nation, Mr. Michael Brown. Michael what? Brown. All of those things you said are true, and I appreciate it very much. And very few times do I, am I okay getting introduced second on the show? Uh, But Kaylee, I I happily pass that torch to you today. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. She kind of jumped in line there. But uh, yeah, so uh, Kaylee, just wanted to check in with you. You know, how's your off-season been? I mean, I know it's been kind of short, but given how many things the Rockets have been going with, it's felt pretty, you know, fast paced and, you know, super, you know, how's your off season been? Has it been short, long? How does it feel in in your perspective as you prepare to cover the Rockets this season? I honestly can't say I had an off season. If I'm going to be completely (laughs) honest (laughs) as much, I mean, it was just so strange, obviously the restart, which we were all so grateful for, but playing throughout the entire summer into September, Um, And then after September, I actually um, then was covering the Astros for a little bit because Julia Morales, our reporter, had a baby um, and beautiful baby girl. And I had to fill in for her. So I went right from Rockets coverage to Astros coverage for a bit. And kind of in the same time, uh, Coach D'Antoni came out and he said he was not going to come back to the team. So um, we knew we were going to get a new head coach. And then uh, Daryl Morey left, so we knew we were going to get a new GM. And so I was kind of on standby this whole offseason in terms of uh, having to be around. So when the hiring did happen, we had coverage. We were producing shows around it. So I basically have been here in Houston just waiting for the Rockets to make these moves and make these decisions. And... Um, of course, I, I actually got to go home uh, to visit my family for Thanksgiving for about two weeks, so safely um, was home for an extended period of time. And then when that when I went home, Russell Westbrook gets traded. So I'm like, I it just didn't have any time to breathe, which is okay because you know honestly this year has been so crazy, and I just couldn't be more appreciative that we we have NBA basketball back, that I've been busy working, um, so. It, it has been insanity. It hasn't really felt like it's been an off season. We were doing our first game, our first preseason game in the studio uh, from Chicago. And we were, we were honestly all in there being like, it feels like we were just doing games like three weeks ago. And it felt like no time had passed at all since we had been doing the restart. So we are just kind of back in the saddle, back ready to go. Um, and, you know, honestly, I think as I said, everyone's just excited to be back. Uh, It's been a crazy year and to just have games again and and work, be really busy working again is amazing. The, this pandemic, which hopefully will be over like yesterday, um, has impacted obviously attendance at, at games. As a game day, you know, sideline reporter, how do you feel like, especially this upcoming season, it's going to impact, you know, game operations with a limited capacity you know are you the type of sideline reporter I mean I think everybody is but you feed off of the crowd are you going to be doing anything different to prepare for limited capacity in your role for this upcoming season yeah I mean I think everything in itself is going to be different um obviously challenging we can't do things in person anymore so um I am my 
usual spot on the floor is non-existent. I am kind of up where Bill and Bull are during the games right now. We're kind of working through that. We don't have all the positioning down yet, but for right now, I'm, I'm up there. I'm in a plexiglass little box like they are as well. So we're working through like the kinks of, of figuring out where my actual positioning is. But like everyone else, I, I'm not allowed to, to be there in person and down on the floor or, or in the locker room. So from, from that standpoint, it's different, right? We're, we're trying to work through Zoom meetings as everyone has for pretty much the entire year. And um, it's, it's different because you don't have the, the same casual conversations with people that you may have had before. But um, I think we're just trying to bring as much of a sense of normalcy into everyone's homes. And there's still a lot that I can do. And um, luckily, as partners with the team, we do have a little bit of extra access. So I'm able to have some conversations outside of um, what what everyone else does, which is good. Um, but it's just going to be different. It's going to look different. Um, obviously, yeah, but if there's the game winner and there's only 500 people in the crowd, it's, it's going to be a lot different reacting. But we're going to try to do our best to bring that same energy every night. Um, I got to test out my first walk-off with Christian Wood last night and and he was great and it was good to just kind of get back into it and, and feel it out and, and I think the restart kind of prepped us for that by having to do everything from Houston while the team was in Orlando so we're we're having a little bit more I mean actually having the game in front of us is great again um, but but for the time being at least for the first half of the season it's it's going to look a little different but we're going to try to bring the same product to the viewers at home that we we've done last year and in your in years past you brought up christian wood who yes. boy christian Ooh, boy, wood right. in that preseason finale thursday night 27 and 10 in what was it, 25 minutes in his first preseason like apparently he had an injury coming up to the game and you know what injury now i mean if you watch that game you would never have assumed that there was any kind of injury there but you know, Christian Wood kind of changes a lot for this team. It changes a lot, you know, stylistically. You know, obviously Silas comes in. Um, it, it changes how Harden can play. It changes how John Wall can play. What do you get the sense of, Kaylee, on Christian Wood, how he feels about his role in the team, and how much he actually changes everybody else's role? I think he changes, honestly, everything. He... Um, you know, I, I loved working with Clint Capella. I thought he was great for this team, but the way this team played, he was limited in the fact that yes, he could, he could run the floor. He was good in the pick and roll, but he couldn't pop. And that's what Christian Wood adds. He has the ability to spread the floor. He can take it inside. I mean, we saw everything. Literally, he was hitting threes. He was finishing with both hands at the rim. Um, we saw his rim protection on defense. We literally saw basically everything, a little bit of everything that he can do. Um, I think he makes it easier for his teammates as well. They missed, I think they missed that when they went small. They they didn't have that advantage inside. And, and it was, I think it became more apparent when the team played the Lakers in the playoffs. Um, but Christian Wood is, has really embraced Coach Silas's system. He said to me last night that it's the perfect system for him. He uh, He feels really comfortable uh, Coach Silas envisions him as a Chris Stapps Porzingis kind of player like he had last season in Dallas, which, oh yeah, was the most efficient offense in NBA history. So he has an idea of what he wants to see from his offense. And I think Christian Wood fits perfectly in that. And it was also interesting to hear from Eric Gordon after the game. He was asked, how, how do you ever 
played with a, a someone like Christian Wood before and he quickly said oh yeah oh yeah I have and then he like thought about it for a second and then he was like well I guess the closest I can think of is Anthony Davis and having a comparison like that obviously is amazing and uh, Christian has a ways to go to be on Anthony Davis's level but he's really young uh he's raw he has tons of experience in terms of his journey playing in the G League playing in China working his way up and I think he's he comes in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and he has shown that he's willing to put the work in and I think he also said to me in my walk off with him that he wants to be the best player on the floor when he takes the floor that's what he wants to be so I think the ceiling is really high for Christian Wood I think he adds a whole different dynamic to this team in terms of the way they want to play um, because they can still play five out if they want. But of course you can run the pick and roll with him. You have him inside cleaning up the glass or, or finishing. So um, I'm really excited about Christian. But I don't think anyone could have expected him to have such a great first appearance in a Rockets uniform, but man, did he impress. Last year compared to this year, uh, the Rockets added not only Christian Wood, but DeMarcus Cousins, mm-hmm. which I think is going to be one of the best under-the-radar signings in the league this year. Do you have a sense – it feels like in all of his quotes that DeMarcus Cousins is just blessed to play basketball again. How do yeah. you feel like he's going to help Coach Silas's versatility that he's talking about so much? It feels like DeMarcus Cousins is going to give this roster – just a ton of different lineups that can throw at other teams. What are your expectations for him coming off of the severe injuries he's had the last couple of years uh, and how he can impact this team this year? Yeah, I think DeMarcus Cousins kind of comes in with a new perspective, uh, a greater appreciation for the game. And he has kind of said that since Chris Clemens went down with the injury that he spoke to Clemens and was like, first off, take your time with coming back because there's no rush. People, in this position want to get back as quickly as possible, but you want to make sure that your body is okay. And they're used to playing through pain at different points in their careers, but the severity of the injury is not worth it. You need to really take your time to get better. And obviously he has that experience coming off Achilles and then the ACL. Um, But he he's come back with like a sense of gratitude in, in the sense that he had the game taken away from him for so long. And he's just grateful to be able to play again. Um, at the same time, like I, I think because he's been gone for two years, a lot of people forget what DeMarcus Cousins was. And he's only 30 years old and he still has a lot of basketball left to be played. Um, he came in on a non-guaranteed contract and I, I think the Rockets are getting a steal with that. He is a very versatile player. He can shoot the three. His first game, I think one of his first shots was a three-pointer right off the top of in in Chicago. So he adds a a totally different dynamic as well. Obviously he's a a more of a solid build inside than Christian Wood is. Um, So he can really dominate in the paint. I'm sure you guys saw the clip that the Rockets posted from a, a, from practice where he just bodied a rebound with one arm, grabbed it down, put it back up inside. So Um, That DeMarcus Cousins, I think we're all really excited to see. And I think he's going to be good for the locker room in in terms of how he's come in. And I had a chance to sit down with him during our content day. And he 
fully has embraced the team first mentality. He wants to just win. He wants to do whatever's best for the team. He's comfortable in whatever position he needs to be in. He is a huge fan of Christian Wood. So he's quite fine backing him up, being a guy that can step in and come off the bench. So I think having a player like DeMarcus Cousins coming off the bench is incredible and incredibly underrated for the Rockets. And uh, it's going to be a huge benefit. And of course, I think we're just anxious to see who he is in a full game setting. We've seen spurts of him so far in the preseason looking really good. Um, Once you get into the regular season, obviously things change, but uh, I think DeMarcus, he's made it very clear that he's feeling really healthy. He's ready to go and he wants to show people what he can do again. You know, we've, we've got wood, we've got cousins, we've got, you know, Jay Sean Tate, we've got John Wall, a lot of newness on this team. And of course, Steven Silas, Kaylee, do you, re- I mean, there's been a lot of talk about culture this off season mm-hmm. and how we're looking for a culture change or a culture reset. Do you get that vibe from this team as you're um, with your access and with you, like, do you feel that as yeah. well? Or are we just seeing it from our lens only? No, I, I think it's really, I think that's what's happening. I think Coach Silas, he said, he has said multiple times actually that he wants to come in and build a culture here. Um, the Rockets of the last few years have have played under Coach D'Antoni, who I absolutely love. One of the best coaches I've ever worked with. But it was a, a very relaxed style around. And I think Coach Silas wants to come in and build something and he wants his team to buy into certain his his philosophies and his tendencies and I think we're seeing that it seems like these these guys that this team has right now have really embraced that mindset and the buy-in here um they seem to genuinely care about each other Christian Wood described his teammates as dogs last night saying these guys we want to win we have this championship mentality and we want to do it and I think seeing this structure Um, that Coach Silas is implementing has been really great. I mean, just from the basics of we're going back to shoot-arounds again, which the team hasn't had in the last few years under Coach D'Antoni, not not mandatory ones at least. Um, So we're having full team shoot-arounds again. It's just a different approach. And honestly, after a few years and a coaching change, sometimes it's good to just try to switch things up a little bit. And and because there's so many new faces, before we waived the guys, 13 of the 20 people on the roster were new to this team. So I think um, because there are so many new faces, a new general manager, a new head coach, and a new team, it's kind of time to bring in something new. And of course, it's it's Coach Silas's team now. So he has the right, and honestly, the the job as the head coach to build his system and his culture here. And I think we're already seeing that. One of the highlights of the Silas hiring to me is that his ability to uh, obviously help lead the, the number one offense for the Dallas Mavericks last year, but also develop young talent, you know, guys like Luka Doncic, guys like Tim Hardaway Jr., who obviously improved their game with Silas on the staff. This year, most notably, uh, Jay Sean Tate, uh, KJ Martin, the infusion of young talent on this roster is, is an area where I feel like the Rockets haven't necessarily developed the past, you know, three to five years. Do you think that this infusion of young talent to this roster is going to benefit not only this season, I think it's going to have an immediate impact this season, 
but how do you feel like Coach Silas is going to work with this young talent that he has uh, now, you know, as a part of his team, his culture? Yeah, I think it's going to be a huge part. I mean, it seems like player development is something that Coach Silas is really big on. Um, John Lucas is a huge player development guy, and the players absolutely love him. So it's great to have two guys kind of leading the leading the the charge who believe in player development so heavily um like you said the Rockets just haven't had a rookie like a true rookie really in a a while um besides Chris Clemens last season who started off as a two-way so uh, I think it's going to be a really it's going to be really good um now coach has been open and saying he doesn't know how much guys like KJ Martin will crack the lineup. But again, no one also expected Chris Clemens to go down in that third preseason game. So you just never know. Right. And so um, I think it's, it's going to be great for them to have players like that in waiting. Uh, Jay Sean Tate is someone that coach Silas is really big on. He he's played two seasons professionally overseas, one in Belgium and one in Australia. So he, although he's a rookie, he comes in with, as coach said, a veteran savvy in terms of he has played against professionals for the last two years. So he might have not played in the NBA, but he does have experience in this type of game. Um, so I, I think it's going to benefit this group to, to just have a little bit of a change of pace in terms of, of younger guys as well. Um, again, where they're integrated will be in question because this team does have some veteran players that are probably more, uh, ready to step into those those lineups, and uh, from what we've seen, especially in that last preseason game, we didn't see as much of those younger guys as probably we we hoped until the team was up thirty. Um, so I think uh, we we might not see them in actual game action as much, but I think as the season progresses, um, Coach Silas is is really big on developing guys, and for them to clearly see. Uh, potential in these young players and and want to bring them in as part of the rotation, I think shows the mindset of where this team goes moving forward, which is their hope to continue to develop young players. Yeah. So obviously a big part of Mike D'Antoni in, uh, in Houston was his short rotations. It seemed like very rarely would he play 10 guys in one night, at least in the regular season. And then when we got to the postseason, it kind of shrunk even further. But, you know, Steven Silas in Dallas, they, they play 10, 11 guys a night. And with the way the offense is with so much off-ball movement, it seems like you're going to need guys to put a little more effort on the offensive end of the floor to have them exert more energy, if you will. So, Kaylee, I just want to get your feel on how many guys – how deep do you think this rotation is going to go? Do you think we're going to see – you know, 11, 10, maybe even 12 guys at, on any given night, possibly? I honestly think we could. And I think you're spot on. Like, coaches talk so, so highly about wanting to play with energy and intensity on both ends of the floor. And, of course, that's kind of what every team says. But the way they move the ball so quickly and the way that he wants to push the pace even more than the Rockets team did last season shows that, you're probably going to need a few more substitutions here and there just to keep that energy and that pace up. I mean, looking at the roster right ahead, even if you go off of what they did in their last preseason game, you had five right off the top, and then you're not including Cousins and Wall, so that goes seven. Then you still have Macklemore, Nwaba, Tate, 
Sterling Brown off the bench. So, I mean, you could go there. That's 11 deep just there. You want to add Bruno Caboclo possibly in there. That could go as far as 12 deep. And I, I think that's honestly a realistic look because those are weapons that can effectively change the game in a number of, of ways. Obviously, we know that Ben McLemore had one of the best shooting seasons in the NBA last year. Um, David Nawaba was by far my underrated signing last season when we claimed him off waivers. I actually had a chance to work with him when he was in Cleveland. That was my one year with the Cavaliers. And I just thought he was incredible there. He was so underrated. He consistently always defended the best player on the floor and he embraced that. So when he joined Brooklyn last season, I was like, man, they got they really got a good one. So seeing him go down with the Achilles injury was such a blow, but he has shown us in these preseason games exactly why he is so beneficial. Defensively, he is so good, and he he really is a 3 and D guy. He can shoot the ball really well. He doesn't always attack to shoot, but defensively he has a different element. And then and Sterling Brown just didn't get a lot of minutes in Milwaukee, but he's a guy that can really affect the game. Tate, as we talked about, someone that coaches high on and and we've seen a lot of Bruno Caboclo in the preseason as well and he's looked really good now his minutes obviously will will probably drop with Cousins and Wood but to have that option off the bench too I I realistically could see this team going potentially 12 deep if you look at what they have on the roster right now one area last year that I think needed an upgrade going into this season was the wing position uh, on this roster. I think the Rockets did an absolutely fantastic job addressing that between Jay Sean Tate, um, Sterling Brown, and bringing back my favorite guy, Gerald Green, uh, future mayor of Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you feel, seeing what we've seen in the preseason and in practices, that in a position that is so vital to today's NBA, those 6'3 to 6'7, six, 6'8 six, type of guys that can guard multiple positions, do you feel like the Rockets did an adequate enough job to contend with the top teams in the West at that position? I think they did, honestly. And um, Coach Silas coming in didn't really know to the extent some of the players that he already had on this roster and what they can do. And you, you he's been so high on Eric Gordon and saying that he didn't know how good he was defensively. Obviously you look at Eric and his, he's got such a solid build, but he is such an underrated defender. And, and so coach has seen that with him. He, he sees that with Daniel house. And then, like you said, I mean, Tate is someone that he's been extremely high on uh, Sterling Brown. Uh, he had 24 minutes of action that last game. They're trying to ramp him up. He just didn't get a ton of time in Milwaukee. So um, they, they've, really uh I think that was a target for them in terms of uh where they knew they needed to to get some more acquire some more weapons besides obviously this the forward center position and I think they did a really good job of helping out who they already had um and and continuing to put an emphasis on the defensive end and coach Silas although he was the offensive coordinator in Dallas has preached defense since he's gotten here. He, he said that 80% of training camp has been focused on defense. Last, when I asked Christian Wood um, what this team needs to work on to prepare and to be, make sure they're ready for OKC, he said defense, defense, defense. So this team comes in with a defensive mentality. They know they have the offensive weapons. And I think them building out around defensive wings is something that they they thought of and they did a really good job at at doing 
So I feel like we have talked about um, we've talked about the Rockets here, and the way we make it sound like it's they're 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 going all the way. Like there's <laughs> there's absolutely no question. And you know I guess that's normal in the preseason. You know very rarely because at this point the Rockets haven't lost any games that are worth you know anything. And you know there's a lot of upside with this team, but I think at also. There's a lot of these things that we're looking at as positive that might not necessarily be that way in, in, in the season. And obviously we have to wait until the season to play out. But like, let's take, for instance, so like, Kaylee, I want to use your experience with Cleveland here. So you were with Cleveland and the team, I think it was, it was the year after LeBron left, correct? Yes, correct. So, so obviously that team didn't have a whole lot of right. um, expectations to win, but I mean, but there was still that kind of, you know, excitement in the preseason, but you never you, you you weren't really expecting that team to do very well. At least, you know, compared to this Rockets team, you would think that this Rockets team would do better than the Cavs team from two years ago. So I guess which of these, you know, things that we've pointed on do you think could actually roll into a negative come uh, during the season? I mean, just off the top, I think the biggest question is when a team goes through so much change in the offseason from literally the top with a new general manager, a whole new coaching staff, so many new players, I think it's just the unknown of, of how will it really work out. Um, on paper, this team looks like they should be very competitive in the Western Conference. Um, they have a ton of weapons. We, they bring back a lot of pieces from last season from a team that did very well. Um, so I, I think it's honestly, it just stems from there is so, there's so much new to this organization this year that we just don't know realistically how everything is going to pan out. Um, I, I think that from the standpoint of looking at it broad picture, they did everything they could have this offseason to put them in the best position. But I think just, as I've said, it, it, it just comes with, you just don't know that the teams in the West got better. A lot of them got better. Um, this team tried to position themselves to get better as well. And on paper, it looks like they have gotten better. But when you have so much new, I think it's just the question of, will it all work? You kind of just have to wait and see because when you, you get rid of so much that was there last year, there's just a lot of unknown of how things are going to pan out. Yeah. So, you know, obviously the acquisition of John Wall, I think is going to be huge for, you know, not only the, this roster as a whole, but more specifically for James Harden, how do you feel like he's going to impact Harden's game? Maybe not necessarily in a better way than Russell Westbrook, but in a more complimentary way, it seems like that's the way they're going to play together. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, now don't get me wrong, Russell Westbrook did his job here in Houston. I think people forget about that three-month stint he had from January to March where he was probably playing the best basketball of his career um, because he was, it was kind of overshadowed by his play in the bubble coming off of COVID and the quad injury. But I think from a standpoint of players executing together. John Wall comes in with a, a mindset now. And again, potentially because he's had to deal with so many injuries over the last few years that he just wants to make his team better in any role that he can. And he sees himself as the primary ball handler and wants to just 
make his teammates around him better. He's taken on already uh, coming off of these preseason games. He said, I felt the offense got a little stagnant. I need to do a better job at keeping the ball moving. So he, he comes in with a different mindset, I think, and I think that is going to help James because he's going to look to continue to set up James, which is ultimately going to just make him better in the long run. Uh, so I, I think he's going to complement him a lot better as a basketball player, and I'm excited to see what these two can do. Of course, in the preseason, we only saw a quick glimpse of them in that third game. So to see them on the floor for some real regular season game action, I think we'll have a better idea. But on paper, I think John Wall is, is potentially a better fit next to Harden than Westbrook was. You know, Kaylee, in every answer you've given today, I can feel the excitement in your voice. Um, and that, that is, it's, it's contagious because now I'm getting amped for the season uh, just from you. But if you could just pick like one player or one storyline or something that you know, like that, that you're excited to cover, what makes this team like, what makes you get out of bed excited, ready to go for the day about this team? What's one, maybe two, if you have an honorable, honorable mention, what's one or two things that you are most excited about to cover this I, season? I think the opportunity to work with Wall. Cousins and Nawaba, three players who have had to deal with some pretty gruesome injuries over the last couple years. Their comeback and what potentially could be, I think, is going to be so exciting. Um, Like I said before about Cousins, a lot of people forget um, just because it's been so long of of who these players were in there when they were healthy. John Wall is a five-time All-Star. Like We have the potential of having a guy who is 30 years old to go out there who people have somewhat forgotten about because of the injuries he's experienced over the last few years. I think being able to watch them and cover them and potentially see something really great come out of this season for them is going to be exciting. And after the last preseason game, I cannot wait to see what Christian Wood brings to this team. I, I mean, he impressed, I think, everybody watching in that game. I, I don't know if we expected to see him play at that level again it was a preseason game not a lot of players in in there but to see him dominate the way he did in so many different ways was really exciting and, and I can't wait to see how that pans out over the course of a, of a regular season and you know to kind of piggyback off of that you mentioned John Wall Cousins Nawaba you know a lot of these guys on this roster especially the new guys have faced a lot of adversity to get yeah. to this point you know Gerald Green, someone, uh, the foot injury from last year. That's another example. Christian Wood was on six teams before getting to Houston. So he's looking, you know, it's his first like real, like secure place in the NBA. And now he has the potential to go out and shine. You know, PJ Tucker, obviously, you know, went overseas for a while. Another guy, Jay Sean Tate. I am the conductor of the J train, Kaylee Griffin. That's what we're calling him. This season is the J train. Well, I'm the conductor of Christian Woods. I called it last night. Just letting you guys know if you didn't see on Twitter, I tried (laughs) to make a bandwagon and people were catching on. So we're all, we also have a Christian Wood bandwagon. So we got him. We, I guess we've got two now. We got the tape. We 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 have a whole station now. We do. We got, we got the whole station ready to go. (laughs) Whole station. Yeah. Haley, I have to ask this because I am a product of the ketchup and mustard jersey era. I don't think it's Mm. ever going to get better than that for the Rockets. Do you have like a – 
just one jersey combination that you just look at for the Rockets and say, okay, like this is fire. Like they, they need to continue with this or make this permanent. Like, do you have one that just makes you go, wow? I honestly think the ketchup and mustard is the one that I like the best as well. Thank like when you. they wore those last year, I was like, wow, like these are so nice. They look so good in these. You have great wow. taste, Kaylee. I don't know what to <laughs> tell you. Short, sweet, to the point. You agree with me? You're welcome back on the show anytime. <laughs> I think appreciate is, it. You know, the, the Christian Wood bandwagons pulling into the station, the J trains <laughs> pulling into the station. And I think this is a good time to park the rocket ship. Thank you so much, Kaylee, for coming on in the show. As always, like Mike said, we'd love to have you back sometime soon. And uh, happy basketball season. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to another great season and hope to talk to you guys soon. Yeah, and uh, drop your Twitter or a final message to Red Nation as we uh, get the season going. Yes, my Twitter is at Kaylee Griffin. Simple, sweet. Um, you can follow me for some Rockets updates throughout the season. And, um, yeah, can't wait for to get going this week. It's going to be a lot of really exciting. And uh, I look forward to bringing you guys content all year long. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kaylee. And, of course, the Dream Shake will do the exact same thing. Home of all things, Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Go check us out at thedreamshake.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at DreamShakeSBN. As always, hard in my take, we are growing. We are building into something bigger for this upcoming season. We just launched our Twitter account. You can follow us at hard in my take on Twitter and be sure to subscribe or download wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we will be pushing out these episodes throughout the season. Uh, and I could not do that all without my super fantastic, amazing co-pilot, Mr. Michael Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at you can find me on Twitter with all Die Hard is a Christmas movie tweets for the next week at UH Big Red Hat Guy. And now that Hanukkah is over, that's all you can look forward to now. Facts for the next week. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner, J E R E M Y B R E N E R. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And until next time, go Rockets. <laughs>